Blog Talk Radio. Oh, you motherfuckers. <laughs> okay. All right. brand name, like Pepsi, that's a brand name, I stand behind it, I guarantee it, they know that, even if they don't know me any more than they know the, the, the chairman of General Mills, <laughs> what I'm right? talking about is, when you chop my dope down, one, two, three, four, five percent, and then you call it Blue Magic, that is trademark infringement, you understand what I'm saying? y'all i'm here it's your girl d scott on this tell the truth tuesday things just been going so crazy that you don't even stop to look at what time or what day it is and we are finally in october the summer is over it is october the 3rd 2017 what they call this the uh the witches month or whatever which if you're a witch you're a blue howl year round so tonight's show is called stereotypes and it's a definite tell the truth tuesday and i wanted to you know i, I can't say too much because of everything that's going on in my life right now but what i can tell you is that you know, I agree with Jimmy Kimmel when he said that, you know, at this point, prayer is not enough um, as far as the shooting in Las Vegas went. But I want to point something out is that this is this is what the media does. You have a man that does not fit into the stereotype of what a terrorist is, so they don't call him a terrorist, okay? And this is a man that had semi-automatic assault weapons that probably 90% of the population doesn't have access to in the first place. And then... We look at, we delve into his history, and, you know, I wouldn't want somebody to do this to me, but, I mean, it's kind of relevant that your father was also on the America's Most Wanted list. And then we look at the fact that not one newspaper uh, publication called this man a terrorist. Now, you know, I believe it's if you shoot more than three people or any of that, you're deemed a serial killer, and then the next thing is, you know, mass, you know, terrorist or, you know, uh, mass shooting, mass shooter, whatever you want to call it. So this is the part where I said, you know, in the Facebook Live video, because I am under legal counsel, but I can say this, is that we have to change the stereotypes of what we look at gun gun users, gun owners, and people with mental health issues, what that looks like, okay? Um, And that's what I'm going to say about that. And it's crazy because literally the night before the Vegas shooting happened, I have a convention that I have to go to in February that, you know, I was looking up tickets, leaving out of Cleveland. They were super cheap. And I just, I don't know, you know, you're at a country music festival and somebody like literally busts a window out just to start shooting at you. That is something that is, you know, that was definitely premeditated. That was not an accident. And that is something that, you know what I mean, we knew was going to end in death by cop. Not like almost 100% of those type of mass shootings, they end in death by cop, whether it's the D.C. sniper or the Dallas sniper, you know, this particular gentleman, I don't even want to say his name because it's just too much bad energy, but I will say that because I know y'all were waiting for me to have a comment on that, and that's my comment. So 
I want to get into the weekend. So definitely had a great weekend. Uh, Friday had a chance to sit down and talk with my attorneys and, you know, trying to get things situated with my current ongoing situation. In addition to that, the support and the amount of encouragement from people that I didn't even know were rooting for me is amazing. Um, There was an article in one of the papers that I actually had to email the editor myself and said thank you because this is a publication that's known for not slandering people but kind of you know, shit talking and, you know, not a TMZ publication, but definitely something that could have harmed me um, in the long run. And they basically just used all quotes, you know, things that I said on the video. And I'm just very appreciative that they saw what was going on, was like, hold on, something don't sound right, and left it at that. I'm also appreciative of the people that stood up for me because I'm not on Facebook. haven't been on Facebook, I believe, since probably February. Uh, since prior to my surgery, I'm seven months recovery right now from full-blown major surgery and some, some cancer issues. So we have a situation where, you know, now I have people coming to me in my place of employment saying, you know, um, this person reposted this. Now, that would be no different than if someone got brought up. And listen, people live their life. You know, I don't really read the newspaper to find people's downfalls or to find out that you frauded the government on your welfare or that you, you know, got some child molester living in your house. Like, I don't, that's none of my fucking business because I'm not there with you. I have other things I have to worry about. And so it was very, you know, um, discerning to see people that would speak to me on a daily basis that were fans of my page that, you know, I, I worked with having so much to say and reposting information without, especially if you know me personally, like you have like, it's not six degrees of separation. You know somebody that knows me or you could just walk right up to me. And like I said, you might get the customer service answer or you're going to get, hey, this is what, you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, like, you know, I'm never going to tell you to mind your own fucking business. No, you know, if, if you want to know and you're asking me because you're genuinely concerned, I'll tell you what happened. And so the fact that someone was reposting it and then a gentleman came to me, white man, he comes to me, I didn't even realize that, you know, and this is, you know, this is the part that makes me feel proud about the fact that I've not been dirty to people. I've not been mean to people. I've not judged people. I've not been shitty to people and so therefore it's their pleasure to come forward and say you know hey you know when I got my DUI I would have been mad as hell if you not me personally but this particular gentleman was like you know when I got my DUI I would have been mad as hell if you would have reposted that you know not talking to me or not you know and listen there's no excuse but what I'm saying is that when you're perpetuating negativity like what did you think was going to happen so there was a gentleman that actually went to bat for me like all day long with the female that like literally like I know who you are I know who your daughter is like I've always, I've never had an issue with you. And then when the fifth, you know, article came out that didn't sound anything like the first, she reposted and then says, you know, hey, I knew that she didn't do that. She's a stand-up kind of girl. And then the guy goes and he's like, you rat bastard. You sat there all day long, argued me down and talked shit about her. And I just really appreciate the people that are coming and telling me, because trust me, they're coming and telling me in droves. You know, and to be honest with you, there was really only three people, and it's unfortunate, three women, three women that I have had very intimate conversations with about my life, about, you know, parenthood, about divorce, about certain things that you chose 
to make judgment on me, and I don't judge you when you're, like, fucking your employees or your employer and you're popping pills and you're, you know, being a trash-ass broad. I don't have anything to say about that because that's your life, right? That's your life. You know, we actually worked with a girl that actually was um, convicted of murder in another country. And listen, when I worked with this girl, she was the nicest girl, whatever, whatever. Look, I never reposted it. I don't care. The girl is not here for me to have a conversation with. But I do know that if it was a situation and it's something as serious as that, you're going to have your day in court and the truth is going to come out. You know, and even though it looked super bad, I'm still not that type of woman that's going to repost that type of information to, you know what I mean, like make the situation worse. Like right now what you need is a friend, what you need is a confidant. You don't need someone spinning perpetual lies about you. And then now, you know, this, the temp thing came out. And here's the irony of it all. The irony of it all is that my coffee. <laughs> Monday, I get an email um, from a you know prominent woman in the city, and she says I'm invited to a VIP ceremony uh, this particular this past Saturday. I just so happened to be off because I was supposed to be in D.C. at the Kenneth Whalem concert, which was um, Saturday night at uh, something Wino. It's a, a redone church over in D.C. area. I was supposed to be at his. Uh, hold on, it was called the Broken Land Album Tour. And it was supposed to be at the Blind Wino Southwest Arts Club in uh, Southwest uh, Washington, D.C. I was supposed to be at that. I was supposed to be at the African American Museum and um, meeting up with my girl, C. Rossi, to have a Reiki, you know, therapy session to balance my chakra cons, I call them, my chakras. This is the type of woman I am. I'm trying to, you know, keep out negativity. I'm trying to make sure that, you know, I'm vibrating higher. So, I get an email that says, on behalf of the Niagara Falls National Heritage Area and the Niagara Falls Underground Railroad Heritage Commission, I would like to congratulate you on being nominated as a champion of change in our community. Your tireless efforts to improve neighborhoods, voter enrollment, and community engagement in the city of Niagara Falls are appreciated. So I was invited, and I thought to myself, you know, I said to Saladin, like, uh, you know, I kind of don't want to go, but then at the same time it's kind of like, are you going to let, what's happening right now dictate you and your previous community works and everything I did and things that I do that I don't post about because that's not what real people do. Real human beings, like, are out living their life. We're not out posting every 20 minutes, oh, my God, I'm so in love. Oh, my God, I love chicken sandwiches. Oh, my God, you know, I'm out making sure people are voting. Oh, my God, I'm every other Saturday I'm with Bridget, you know, doing uh, women empowerment ceremonies and making sure I'm mentoring these girls and young men. And that's just, it's, it's too much. And I don't really, I I think of it as that's my job as a human. That's my job as a citizen. That's my job, you know, as just as a human to do. If I have the time and that's something, you know, we don't want to, well, I don't want to leave this earth and think back about legacy and think back about, okay, so I had a great job, but what the fuck did you do? What did you do? Did you perpetuate violence did you make a stand about anything or did you just kind of go through life like okay I'm gonna go get you know I'm gonna work my job I'm gonna punch a clock what was your purpose you know my mom before she passed away she said something really poignant to me and I asked her I said mom what was your greatest accomplishment in life and I'm thinking she's gonna say some shit like you know when she you know was able to grow a full garden or you know what I mean like when she did some type of you know, pottery that she used to do. She used to do ceramics or something like that, you know, or something from her youth. And she said, you know, my greatest accomplishment was my children. 
you know, and the fact that my children grew up to be good fathers and a good, you know, and a good mother and they're productive children and, you know, people in society. That's my greatest accomplishment. She said, anything else I did, I just, I did because I worked jobs. She said, I really didn't have a career. She said, my career was my children. And that shit always stuck out to me because, you know, being a parent, you look at your children and, and I try not to covet, you know what I mean? Because I know that that's, you know, punishable. You know, you shouldn't covet anything, especially not your children or things, earthly things. And it's very hard to do because I look at all these children like my children. I look at all these women like my sisters, even if I don't fucking like you. You know, that doesn't mean that you should be in an abusive relationship. That doesn't mean that you should be getting beat up. That doesn't mean that somebody should be toxic to you. And then I also have something very special to say to someone very, very in particular. You know, I... I you know, I never considered myself like, oh, you know, a healer or anything like that. I'm just always an ear. You know, I'm a, I'm a moon child, mother of the zodiac, and if you're into that sort of thing. And, no, it's not devil work either. The Egyptians have been using astrology for, for since mankind. And there was a particular gentleman that I had the honest-to-God pleasure to meet, and one of the reasons that we met was based upon sorrow. You know, you can – you know, energy, good or bad, you can feel it. And especially when you're an empath, you know, I stopped making excuses as for why I'm so nice to people, and I just started chalking it up as, you know what, build a boundary, build a wall, and when you're tired of, you know, dealing with their issue, then you let it go, and you let them, you know, be an adult and deal with their own issue. But until such time that you can't give any more, you, you deal with them. Because that's what you're put here to do. You're put here to endure certain things. And we as black women and Latina women and just women in general, we endure a lot. You know what I mean? I mean, we endure and we, we absorb that from our male counterparts and from our coworkers and from our brothers and from our fathers and from our children and from, you know, our sons. And we absorb that. And so this particular gentleman, and I'm not saying He's not the typical Negro, but what I am saying is that whatever it is that he got, he did not deserve that, and not in that fashion. And it absolutely upsets me because I'm looking at the damage of another man, right? And so, unfortunately, this damage is going to end up conveying probably for the next decade because, like I told you guys before about that book by Stephen James Dixon, Men Don't Heal, They Hoe. You know, so he's going to have his time. So I don't care how much you're in the church or how much you believe in this or how much you don't believe in that. You're going to have your period because you're going to feel a period of time where you're going to feel like you were unworthy. And I want to say to you, just like I say to the women, if a man cheated on you just like if a woman cheated on you, that's their issue. That's not your your issue. Unless you were just the most basura you know, hombre, that there is the most garbage-ass man that there was on planet Earth. You know, I see a lot of women going to the left on men because, oh, he worked too much, he didn't pay attention to me, and he didn't show love. But if he's showing, but, but again, this goes back to the five love languages books. You know, I, I was very fortunate that the, the last person that I dated, one of his love languages was gifts. My, one of my love languages is kind words. So you see how at certain points it wasn't going to work. Because I'm not buying you shit, and then he's not going to say nothing nice to me unless I'm, you know what I mean? So it, it just, you have to look at what people's love language is and say, you know, if this is not a person that's prone to say nice things or tell me that I'm attractive or tell me that I'm beautiful or tell me that I'm smart or, you know, just look at me with the same vigor that he did years ago, then maybe I have to find whatever is his love language. And one of my, one of my ex's love languages was feeding. He, he would feed you all goddamn day long. He wants to put 10 pounds on you. 
so we could talk about it. He wants to buy you things and make you look nice, and you know, but then he'll disrespect you in the same breath, you know, and tell you that you're fat or tell you that, like, oh, you can't dress and you was nothing before me. And these are all things that my mind cannot endure. And so when I look at women that, you know, you have a guy that's out working, that's all he does, you know, and I, I said this to a friend of mine in Houston before. I said, look, all your man do is go to work and go to Home Depot. You know, he was he was a computer guy. And I said, leave the man alone. The man want to be on the Internet two hours a day on a Saturday and he ain't watching football and basketball like the rest of these men, let him do it. If he's not cheating on you, let him do what the fuck he want to do. Leave the man alone. You know what I mean? Because let him still be a man. I believe in man caves. I definitely do. Mm. But what I want to say to this gentleman in particular is, you have to find your happiness, and he's and he's gonna listen to the show, and he's gonna know exactly who I'm talking about. You have to find your happiness. So even if it's just a little smither of an Oreo cookie a day, you have to find the one thing that makes you happy every day, and it isn't always gonna be your children. It isn't always gonna be your job. It isn't always gonna be looking in the mirror saying, "Wow, I'm a fly motherfucker." Like that's that's not gonna make you happy every day. And what I you know would hope for this person is that when they were ready that they reached out and said, okay, I'm ready to, you know, go back into civilization because, honey, I'm the best one to do it with. <laughs> I'm the best one. You want to, you know, get back into civilization and have a good time and hang out and not worry about the world and be light and free, I'm the best person to call for that. You know what I mean? Because I live for those types of moments where I'm able to just get out, relax, because I don't, I don't get that, especially now. I mean, I'm working my ass off, and now, now y'all know that the book isn't going to be put out for another minute because now we got to add another chapter. But, you know, I can't add that chapter until all the legalities are done. But trust me, it's it's already in the works. And so now we have to prepare in a time in a city where depression starts striking, seasonal associative disorder starts striking, and you have people that are going through crisis. And especially, you know, you see this big, gorgeous, nice-looking man going through some shit, and you're just like, oh, like, you know, where were you, you know, five years ago? You know what I'm saying? Because none of this would have happened. And then you start, you know, you start having imagery of, like, you know, it could have been me, and you would have never did that to you or whatever, whatever, but then you have to, you know, pause and then say, you know what? His path is his path, and whatever this person's path is, he's choosing to walk on it. So if he chooses to stay on that path, he has to suffer, Right. Or he might, you know, he might be able to regain his, his, his footing. But if this person chooses to walk away, Denise, all you can do is just be there for him and just let him know, like, hey, you know, you want to grab, you know, something to eat? Do you want to go hang out? Because people underestimate the power of human touch. Human touch will have you thinking all types of fucked up shit. Like, you know, I was just in a, in a situation where, you know, I hadn't seen somebody in so long, and we ended up, you know, giving each other a hug and a kiss, and it just felt so real to me. Like, it felt like no time had passed, nothing was wrong, and then, you know, the next day, you have to deal with the aftermath of, like, nah, this motherfucker, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not doing that. You know what I mean? Nah, this person really ain't fucking with you like that. That was just, not that it's a facade, but, like, your, your, your angels and your demons always recognize each other. It's a fact. So, you know, even with some of the people that work with me or work, you know, beside me or, you know, when I'm their boss on particular days or whatever, I know what's going on with everybody. Like, if I sense 
that something's going on with you. I'm gonna come to you like, yo, you good? You all right? You need, you know what I'm saying? You need to take a break. You, you know, you keep fucking up over here. Is everything okay? Because listen, if my people aren't okay, I'm not okay either. And so the stereotype that, you know, black men don't get their feelings hurt is completely untrue. Like I just literally watched this happen. The stereotype that, you know you know, that black women are just, we're just so strong. Can we be weak too? Like, can we have a day? Can we have a moment where we don't got to drink coffee or tea to, you know, drown out or to give us some energy because lack of sleep, because we're working 50 jobs, because we're paid, you know, eight times less than our, our male counterparts. Can we just, can we have a moment, you know? And so I just find it very unfortunate that all these stereotypes are why we as a country and we as a people can't get along because we're looking at someone saying, oh, this person doesn't look like they would ever do that. And that's all I kept hearing all this week, whether it was about me, whether it was about another female, whether it was about a man, whether it was about this person over here, like, oh, that literally I heard this a hundred times this week, like that person doesn't look like they would do that. Listen, number one case in point that I could tell you because I used to study serial killers is, um, What's his name? He was based out of Chicago. He was a clown. John Wayne Gacy. He was given, like, literally, he was a clown. And he was, like, literally killing people, young men, was gay, was married, having sex with young men, and then burying them under his front porch and having parties and everything. So you can't say, like, you know, this person doesn't look like they would do this. You know, and I think that that's why they're so you know, uh, shy to use the word terrorist because it's, it doesn't fit on the color scale. You know, we, we're talking about the fact that, um, what is his name, Timothy, with the Oklahoma City bombing. I remember when that happened because his sister actually was going to NCCC at the time, and I was taking classes there because I was in between. Timothy McVeigh um, was taking classes there at the time, and I remember they shut the whole school down to come have a conversation with his sister, you know. So you're talking about, you know, he, he detonated, a, a, what is it, ammonium nitrate fertilizer and nitromethane truck bomb in front of a federal building, you know. And, again, it doesn't look like, you know, he would do something like that, but he did. And so I don't underestimate anybody and I don't overestimate anybody either. All I can do is be in this world and try to deliver some level of peace to myself and the people that are surrounding me, which, trust me, I, I have my circle. So those, you know, quote-unquote hood rats or those bum bitches or whatever it is that people think that, you know, I'm around, those are the, the quote-unquote bitches that came to court. My work-wise, white, black, and different, Asian, those are the ones that said, well, you know, what's her bill? What does she need? It was taken care of already, and I appreciate that. But those are my, you know, the people that, I knew that when I chose them to be in my life and to be in my circle that those were the people that needed to be there. And so I don't have an issue adding a person here and there, but I also don't have an issue deleting a motherfucker either. You know, if you speak out against me and you didn't come to me first and everything that you're hearing is hearsay and things like that and you choose to repost and, you know, publish garbage, then you leave me no choice to think that we were never friends, we were never cool, and so really it's not a loss for me. Because anybody that loved you or cared about you would at least have enough respect to come to you directly and say, listen, well, tell me what happened, you know, or let's talk about what happened. So I definitely want to say, you know, to the gentleman that's going through, you know, the hardship right now that it's it's going to change. I'm here. I'm not, 
you know, about any bullshit. I just want to make sure that this is not another situation where we have one of our black men lost to some type of violence or lost to some type of suicidal tendency, not that he would ever do that, but feeling like he can't talk to anybody. And I'm somebody that's already gone through, you know, what this particular person has gone through. It just so happens that he's a man, you know, fine too. Like, like, listen, I wish I could tell the story about this man because I mean, the shit doesn't even make any sense. You know what I mean? What happened to him? But I'm very appreciative that we do have an open line of communication, and anything that he needs, I wanted to let him know publicly that I'm I'm here because he definitely, you know, made sure that, you know what I mean? Certain things were handled in in a manner that I had a little bit of dignity about. Um, in addition to that, you know, my previous relationships, everybody, that's all up in question. That's not up for discussion. You know, there was love. There was loss. It was done. That's it. There's nothing more or less to tell about it. You guys know that I'm very vocal about if I'm dating or if I'm in relationships. Like I said before, I'm single as a dollar bill, and it's been this way for quite some time. So just because somebody, you know, may come forward for somebody or somebody is checking on somebody or somebody is, that's what you do when you're a human being. You can't stop people from caring about other people. And see, that's where women fuck up like you think like oh you have to stop like listen that would be like my ex-husband being told he can't talk to me are you insane like we have a child we you know we have you know we've been divorced actually this month it'll be 10 years I've been divorced and like I said you see the photos you see those things on Instagram and on you know when I was on Facebook and you think that everything's all cool like nah we just got cool this year like, to the point where I was like, okay, I'm flying back and forth to Texas, you know, picking my son up, dropping him off. And, you know, thanks for everybody that also knew that my son was down there in Texas and just kind of reached out, like, on Samo because I never really posted about it. And actually, while my son was stranded in down there for Hurricane Harvey, I definitely didn't post for the whole week because I was too Im- immersed in, like, meditation and prayer and just trying to get him out of there. And, you know, thank you to the people that helped me get him out of there. You know, the the people that stood up and was like, what we need to do? We need to drive there. Like, what we need to do? You know what I mean? And came with me on that journey to make sure that I picked him up and that he was safe and he had a present weight for him in the car. And I definitely thank those people. I'll never forget you for that. And, you know, that's it. You know, this whole show is just really about giving thanks and about letting people know that, like, I saw that. It's cool. That's your feelings about the situation. But I'm still going to have to be Denise. I'm still going to have to vibrate higher. I'm still going to have to do what I need to do. I'm still going to be out here trying to mentor and trying to heal. And it doesn't matter what you think it is that I did or didn't do. I'm still a human being. And so I would appreciate, you know, if you were going to come at me, you come at me like I'm a human because accidents happen, things happen. But I definitely want to play this song because it describes how I felt Friday night when I went out for the first time, I just kind of needed to get away for a minute. I was out for a moment, enjoyed some company, enjoyed some music, and this um, song is definitely, I want, oh my God, I forgot to say congratulations to Cool and Dre because he actually won the BMI award, I believe, for a producer, and I mean, Cool and Dre, like, Dre is the guy that I post on my page with the beard and the hair, and I've been posting him for years. Sometimes he has gold teeth, he used to have long curly hair, he was my man crush Monday, like, one of three that I don't even, you know, know personally. But we know Dre because Dre is from Miami. But Cool and Dre, yes, the super producers, that tree, that that duo, well, they just did a song with Fat Joe called So Excited. And this is how I felt when I, like, went outside for the first time on Friday after all the bullshit was said and done. And this is how I felt. And I want to thank you guys for that. 
Assalamu alaikum Joe Whenever you're in Dubai We have a zoo in the house We got tigers for Tiger and Kylie Pulled up in the big boy drop to the big boy yacht Too many paddock for leads to make the big boys watch Bill of sweets in the Fendi Chateau Now ask Big Meech what he know about Joe I'm fly like yeah, get mines with Jay Got every pretty pretty tryna ride my wave Got a half slim waist in the face shot day Lay up in the crib and menage all day Went from nothing to something Now I'm pushing the button to the wraith And the jury like a safe It's a hundred on the hate But I'm zoned on the cake When I'm gone, I'm gonna miss ya Like the gold on a crystal Hit Avitone, switch down Green prawns and Felice Chow It ain't, it ain't the meat no Drake, but the P is free. She got cake, but it's something to see. Right. All I know is how they keep it super clear. Good head on your shoulder, damn it's super there. When you send a text, I get so excited. Yeah, I got a new flex and I think I like it. Yeah. All I know is how they keep it super clear. Good head on your shoulders, damn it's super there. When you send a text, I get so excited. Yeah, I got a new flex and I think I like it. Ooh, yeah, 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 I'm so excited. Yeah, I got a new flex out to the side. Yeah, I got a new flex and I'm so excited. Yeah, I got a new flex and I know Ever I like it. it. In the race, well it's out of this world You don't believe me, the next girl Keep it a hundred, all she wanted was a real, 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 real. I'm praying every day not to kill, kill, kill Black guy. Everything Fendi from the lights to the sofa Everybody fly, put Fendi on the chauffeur So sentimental, make her cry when it's over Biggie hypnotized, still fill her thighs on my shoulder Throw money at these hoes, but I don't do dances Keep threesomes on my mind like the hat on the chance, kid Woo! Yeah, we back at the Grammys, and this time I'm bringing home three for the family. Right. All I know is how they keep it super clear. Good head on your shoulder, damn it's super there. When you send a text, I get so excited. Yeah, I got a new flex, and I think I like it. Yeah. All I know is how they keep it super clear. Good head on your shoulder, damn it's super there. When you send a text, I get so excited. Yeah, I got a new flex, and I think I like it. Ooh, yeah, 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 I'm so excited. Yeah, I got a new flex, out to the side. Yeah, I got a new flat and I'm so excited Yeah, I got a new flat and I know a lie hey, So bad I can risk it all If you don't want no problems, boy, don't get involved Now everything in Gucci, this a different star I'm about to go Carmelo, boy, and risk it all So bad I can risk it all If you don't want no problems, boy, don't get involved now everything in Gucci, this a different star. I'm about to go mellow. Hey. All I know is how they keep it super clear. Good head on your shoulder, damn it's super there. When you send a text, I get so excited. Yeah, I got a new flex and I think I like it. Yeah. All I know is how they keep it super clear. Good head on your shoulders, damn it's super there. When you send a text, I get so excited. Yeah, I got a new flex and I think I like it. Ooh, yeah, 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 I'm so excited. Yeah, I got a new flex out to the side. Yeah. I got a new flat and I'm so excited. Yeah, I got a new flat and I know I like it. I just want to say in a very, very big way, thank you guys for rocking with me. Like, it really means a lot. And some of you that I thought would never, you know what I'm saying, be there for me were there. And I just really want to say I appreciate you. Thank you. <laughs> 